We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Sharon. Sharon is a friend of mine that I have finally talked into coming on a trip with me here. So for anyone who's following along this week, I am back in Mexico, which is like a second home to me. And I'm so grateful to actually be able to bring a friend along with me from home and just to share this beautiful place and the incredible people here that are family to me. So Sharon, it has been, we are on our last night Mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> some beautiful days here or last night with you with me she heads home tomorrow but but Sharon thank you for for chatting with me it's it's very fitting to yes. start off this time of interviews with you who is able to join me <laughs> de nada <laughs> so thank you for being here thank you for having me <laughs> so as you um as a friend of mine know this, um, I have Mm -hmm. a series of questions I work through with all of my guests. They're each designed at getting to know you, who you are and your perspective on life and how you've experienced things. So how would you define yourself? We get right into it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would define myself by the things that anchor me and don't change no matter where I am. Hmm. Like whether I'm traveling or I'm at home or I'm at work or um, you know any any scenario I find myself those things that are always true about who I am kind of my anchors that's, in life that's really beautiful I love that I love <laughs> that so much thanks for sharing that so next one we love to go a little simpler after that and again <laughs> <laughs> um, our voices are both kind of uh, we have been laughing and apparently oh my goodness so much laughter and speaking <laughs> very and speaking very loudly I guess because our voices yeah. both seem to be underwater today but that's okay <laughs> so <laughs> second one is what is your favorite food Oh, well, now that I've been to Posada Margarita, (laughs) I, oh, now I have so many. Mm. Okay. Pizza, but specifically from here. I am ruined for all other pizza ever (laughs) in my life. If I, but tacos Mm -hmm. from Mexico, (laughs) I think are food that when I go back home, I will desperately crave (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny so i'm a a transplant to the area that you and i live in and often everyone says that this pizza or that pizza is really good and i'm like i think it's horrible i'm so picky about that (laughs) and now you know why yeah and pasta now too yeah i think i'm just i'm learning to eat uh more like an italian there you go i learned tonight that you eat the basil (laughs) that comes with your pasta you eat, eat it. it but will you eat it while you're eating the pasta <laughs> unlike me who ate the entire basil sprig is that the right word sure yeah after hey that works. it was still delicious though why not <laughs> <laughs> um are you reading anything right now i am well i mean i'm reading okay i brought a book to read so I'm not going to say I'm reading that because I never actually <laughs> cracked it open. But I am always reading something. Uh, the two that I'm currently reading are um, the um, the, ti- the title's going to escape me now all of a sudden. That's okay. Oh, This Too Shall Last mm. uh, by K.J. Ramsey. I'm really liking that one. It's talking about the idea of sitting with suffering hmm. and not just in sitting with suffering and then waiting for it to end. It's the idea of like, we, you know, how in our, you know, culturally sometimes we can look at all of the before and after stories. Like we love before and after stories. So a lot of movies are before and after stories. A lot of stories are before and after stories. (laughs) (laughs) Like books are before and after stories. We like to tell those. But what about all the stories of long suffering Mm. where you know chronic pain or Mm -hmm. loss where you know grief something that is not there's no end in sight 
of the pain. So then then someone can feel like maybe they, they've failed or they don't have the same value as someone else because they don't have the story to say, I went through this, but look at me, look at what happened, mm-hmm. look at, but there's, a, there's this possibly ongoing suffering and how do we either learn to stay, learn to be in that suffering and hold suffering and hope both together and how do we sit with somebody in that suffering without trying to tie a bow on top of it or trying to push them along to the after? Hmm. So I'm really enjoying reading that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that is such a it's such a thought that isn't really known culturally, really. I think for most, I guess culturally, but I think societally as humans where it's like, mm-hmm. where is the before? Where is the after? And we can like read something and look at it or, or, or watch a movie and say here's the solution yeah but to say like here's a story that maybe feels incomplete mm-hmm. i think that's that's something that like uh, that i know you've talked about that book but that is something i'm looking forward to reading as well for sure yeah it's a great one hmm. that's cool what is your greatest fear on the surface spiders <laughs> <laughs> even my kids know this <laughs> um yeah, I really, really don't like spiders. Yeah, that's a common one. They're I think pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be afraid that, like, when I was younger, if I killed one, like, their family would be mad at me, and they would, like, come after me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it started young, but deeper, deeper fear. I love how that speaks so much to you. I'm worried that their family, family will be, be mad, mad at me. <laughs> Maybe there we go. Okay, I'm going to like counsel myself here for a minute. <laughs> that's probably my greatest. That's probably mm. it. Is like, I think my fear of the spider's family <laughs> taps in to the fact that I'm probably one of my greatest fears is like other people being mad, you know, upset with me or mm. upsetting someone else being the reason that someone is sad or angry Hmm. yeah Hmm. and you live very much in a way that is you're very aware of your surroundings uh, of other people like surroundings in the sense Mm. of how someone is feeling how what you are doing is impacting someone's feeling of feeling accepted or wanted or loved or cared Hmm. for hurt and you're very aware of how someone else is impacting those people's feelings around you Mm -hmm. as well which is is a gift very much for those that um that choose to see it as such and also a pain for for you when when others don't take it as the gift it's meant to be Hmm. so i think that's awesome in you but We'll hope the spider's family is forgiven yeah. <laughs> for the ones that I'm sure you didn't kill. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you value the most? I'm going to try to verbalize this. <laughs> this is what this is one reason, I'll just say this real quick too, that being on the podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, I have a hard time verbalizing my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> but here we are. I would say... I most value seeing different unique like aspects of people and respond like I like to be able to like respond to that, meet people in that, mm-hmm. see that. Like I think of like even like with my kids or with Tyler, I like to look and see like there's something unique and different about each one of them and being able to draw that out or with other people knowing there's something unique and different about every single person and value that and want to draw that out in other hmm. people so that's mm-hmm. cool that speaks to like how you feel valued yourself as well mm-hmm. and that and and it's awesome like so often people say you know treat others the way you want to be treated and and i think i've said multiple times and we've joked about this before yep. you don't say that to your kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> you tell them to treat others better than you would treat yourself uh-huh take it very literally <laughs> But I think you do that well as you treat others mm. better than you would even want to be treated and mm-hmm. how you would feel. And I think that's a, it speaks to your heart very much. Yeah. When was the last time you felt joy? This one <laughs> I've got in the bag. <laughs> so we took a hour and a half-ish taxi ride down 
amazing roads of Mexico to a cenote. So cenote is like a underwater, well, un, I'm sorry, underground cave. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, underground cave that some are closed, some are open. This particular one is open. So when you're above ground, you can look down this giant hole and many, many, many feet below you is a circle of dark turquoise blue water with vines hanging down. And then you descend a staircase to said hole full of dark turquoise water. Grab a rope and swing in and splash into the water where underneath you will find fish and the bottom of the cave that you can only see partway down. And yeah, so swinging into and splashing into that cenote <laughs> was the last time I felt joy. <laughs> and for anybody who, who maybe can't seem to possibly tell the amount of like excitement that pours out of Sharon. I don't think I've ever seen anyone so thrilled with life. I pretty much exploded. <laughs> exploded. <laughs> internally. Like, like multiple other individuals were like, she is clearly happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, she is. Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> Which is awesome. Such a joy for life and living and just. It was so awesome. Movement and fun. Yes. Very much so. It oh, was a man. It was a pleasure to share that with you and just watch <laughs> you have full joy. Play is so fun. Yes. And I think it was just like the ultimate form of play. <laughs> it was awesome. Everyone needs to play. I don't care how old you are. Play is play is the best. Go have fun. <laughs> yes. Definitely. That's awesome. When was the last time you were afraid and why? Well, probably <laughs> <laughs> about three hours ago. About three hours ago. <laughs> um, we got to witness sunset from the top of a building, which was really, really beautiful. I mean, you climb up. There's no other way to climb up except kind of this barred off window. So you climb up the barred off window, get onto a really flat roof. Um, it's all graffitied. And the 360 view is the ocean and then palm trees and then just the jungle. Um, it's a, it's an incredible view, amazing sunset. So, it you know, it's sunset. So the sun sets <laughs> <laughs> and then it was dark. Mm -hmm. So we rode bicycles to the sunset. So we had to ride bicycles back. Well, we were warned on our, you know, we made it back to our bicycles safely. Obviously, we're here doing this podcast a couple hours later. So we did not die. But there are jaguars, apparently, um, that are around but more so than that, we're, we're biking and I was feeling, you know, very, very anxious. And for a jaguar, you're supposed to be like talking and like making noise because they're actually more afraid of you than you are of them. So, you know, Liana's talking and she's just kind of like talking and trying to make noise to scare away the jaguars. And I'm saying nothing like I am Dead just balance. like death, death grip on my bike handles. And I am biking as fast as I can down this dark road in Mexico. <laughs> she's like, why aren't you talking? And I'm like, because I'm not worried about the jaguars. I'm worried about somebody popping out of the jungle and grabbing my bike. <laughs> she's like, don't worry. I can take whoever pops out of the jungle. <laughs> I'm like, you're clearly nervous. So I'm like, all right, I'll just keep talking. Yeah. I was like, we're fine. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, oh, you're not you're not nervous. I was like, I'm not nervous about people. I'm definitely not. I'm not having any kind of interaction with a large animal of any kind ever. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yes. But we so, had a very quick bike ride. Back. Yeah, adrenaline made us <laughs> pump those pedals pretty fast. <laughs> Would you say that there is a moment in your life that taught you something or changed you? So many of them. Mm -hmm. It's definitely hard to pick one pivotal moment. I think there's just so many series of moments that have changed and shaped me 
that to pick one would be a little too defining because hmm. I feel like I th- and I think I say that because that's happened a lot because I have I have a I have a traumatic background and so when I tell that story that can sound like oh well it's such a defining moment and mm. I'm not going to deny that it's not it's just that that's not the only one and it can be like that can end up sounding like it's the defining moment that changed me that changed everything and mm. yes it changed a lot of things but so have so many other big moments but also so many other small moments even here in my time in Mexico some of the people that we've met some of honestly like there was a girl that we met tonight and um I just talking to her for a little while and giving her a hug and getting to chat tonight she and I clicked while we were just you know hanging out on on this roof during sunset and like that it's such a little moment but it was really impactful like I just yeah even in that little time with her like I just really cared about her we really connected so there's so many big moments but so many little moments that there's just too many to say one changed me I think that's so beautiful it's so wanted and easy for the people around us to say why are you this way Mm -hmm. and to look to something that's happened in our life and give that moment credit and give that moment um, definition for who we have become Mm -hmm. instead of choose to see the person or choose to let that person define themselves or be who they are. And I think that is a really beautiful explanation to say, I am not defined by a moment in my life, Mm -hmm. but you are truly who you are because of how you experience each moment and things impact, but they do not like mm-hmm. become you and, yeah and you really you really have i think done a good job of explaining that mm-hmm. in a large moments and in small what is something you are looking forward to i'm looking forward to this year hmm. honestly i am excited for my kids this year to watch them hmm. change and grow they're just at really fun ages they're eight six and three so fun ages and for all you parents out there you know, <laughs> they're at they're at ages where people go, "Oh, <laughs> you're in the thick of it." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, that is very true." But almost everyone tells me that, <laughs> and they're all boys. And then people are like, "Oh my gosh, all boys!" <laughs> so they do have yeah, um, exponential amounts of energy. I mean, to the point that they can you know, even deplete me. And as we've said, I have a lot of energy. You, so you it's do. Yes, pretty a, phenomenal. Um, a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now I forgot the question. <laughs> you're okay. What is something you're looking forward to? Oh yeah. Looking to? forward to this year. Um, yeah. So watching them change, watching them grow, they are pretty gung ho this year about snowboarding. So, I'm going to try to learn to snowboard also. And yes, I'm looking forward to things like that. Trying new things, adventures with them. There's a lot of exciting things happening with with work this year of just different trainings and different opportunities. And, and yeah, there's just there's a, some new things and just some changing things that I'm excited to watch this year. That's awesome. Uh, what is something you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world? Um, so there's so many hard things. <laughs> I would have to say insecurity. Insecurity <clears throat> is behind so many painful things. So, um, you know, inse- insecurity is sometimes the the driver behind people treating others poorly Um, insecurity can be the driver behind uh, not taking the brave step out to do something insecurity can get in the way of relationships and friendships and freedom and being able to experience life Um, so Hmm. yeah that's something I think I would say everyone in the world has experienced at some mm-hmm. point, but I'm sure there's people out there that have never experienced them. I am not one of those people. Me neither. <laughs> <And> Obviously, <laughs> on this podcast, I'm no. experiencing 
insecurity (laughs) as you have nothing to be insecure about (laughs) i think that's there's so much there and 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 you speak Mm -hmm. to that that feeling of insecurity but also sharing like how it impacts people to treat others and yeah yeah i think we could do without that one for sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so if you had ten thousand people listening to you what is something that you would want them to know I would want them to know that they are valuable inside and out. Hmm. That's something you really demonstrate when you interact with people. Hmm. It is something that pours out of you no matter who someone is, no matter where you meet them, no matter what you have to offer them or what they have to offer you. And so I think that's something that's it's really, truly valuable. So, so listen up to that and, <laughs> and know that you you matter and you're valued mm-hmm. inside and out what would you say makes you feel known and valued i'm learning that it's when people point it out hmm. when people point out what they value in me mm-hmm. i feel known and valued <laughs> and so when people actually speak that and are affirming of that it's really meaningful to me mm-hmm. i work with in awesome group of people who each one of them is just very very loving and encouraging and all of them are incredible at speaking value Mm -hmm. in people and um just speaking that over them and noticing things in you and uh yeah, I think in them doing that when we do that we'll do that in staff meetings sometimes and when when it happened to be my turn for that and they were speaking just the things they see in me, the things that they value about me, I felt very known and valued to Mm -hmm. know that those things are noticed and to even have that affirmed that those are true things about me. To be seen. Yeah. Where do you call home and what makes it home to you? I'd say I call home the inside of my house. (laughs) And not to be like, you know, cheesy about that, but I do think, okay, when I go home and I go home, I can use that word because it does, that is just home for me with Ty and with uh, my boys and then also with anyone that's in our home. Mm -hmm. So I love having people over. I love having anybody in my home. I, yeah, I love having groups of people in my home. I love having kids in my home. I love having teens in my home. So I think that's why it's home to me because it's a place where I feel safe. I feel comfortable. I love being there. I love being with my family and I love inviting other people into it and love when they're there. <laughs> that's awesome. Very much so. And and you do for sure have a have a circling door with neighbors and <laughs> friends and people over often. So I think that's awesome that you guys choose to use your home as a place to welcome anyone and everyone. That's okay. yeah, that's what we were always hoping for. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Articulating what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have I think so many things. I have a lot of. I call them my hot button issues, (laughs) which are just the things that I'm really passionate about. I have a lot of thoughts about Um, a lot of things that matter to me a ton, things that I find really valuable. And I just it's it's hard for me to articulate it all. Hmm. Like I I struggle with being able to have what I say really feel like it reflects what I truly deeply feel. Hmm. So I, I'm growing in that and I'm trying, here we go, I'm trying to get better to say, I am growing in articulating what I feel <laughs> instead of saying, I'm so bad at it. You know, like <laughs> try to use some positive growth language of I'm growing in <laughs> learning how to articulate my thoughts. Positive affirmation. Yeah, and this is part of that. This is part <laughs> of that growth is being brave and... You are someone that if you spend time with you, that maybe you don't feel like it's words, but communication is so much more than that. And as we've, we've chatted Mm -hmm. about a little bit here, communication is body language. It's uh, a presence and welcoming. It's an ability to see someone and make them feel seen. And so Mm -hmm. we articulate 
so much more and mm. so well in how we make someone feel or how we choose to see someone or listen to them. So I would say you articulate very well your heart and your love for others, mm. whether you feel it comes out in words or not. So very if you are just listening to this, you'll need to meet Sharon. <laughs> we'll add that to your list of things to do. What is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore or maybe have really grown in? I used to really struggle with comparison. Mm. So when I was in a room, um, I would say like specifically a room of like other girls, I, I women. I, so I don't know really what we're called. I don't know. I struggle with this. If anybody knows what you're supposed to be called when you're 35 years old, am I, am I a girl or a woman? I don't know. Because I don't really know. Like, are we a group of girls or a group of women? So <laughs> let us know. Anyway. Sharon's conundrum for the day. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> um, yeah, a, a group of girls, women. I used to. <laughs> that's my favorite so far. I love that that's where we're stuck. Right? <laughs> I, yeah, I used to really struggle with looking around and, you know, comparing myself physically, comparing my personality, comparing, mm -hmm. you know, am I liked, am I not? And then really just over, over evaluating everything post any interaction, group interaction, one-on-one -on -one interaction. Did they like me? Did I say that? When I said that, was that stupid? Right. And that's exhausting, I mean, you know, if you're somebody that does that and struggles with that, it's really tiring. It's tiring before, it's tiring during, it's tiring after. And through um, just my own therapy, my own growth. So I, I also am a counselor, but I received my own counseling and did some pretty intense, <laughs> you know, th counseling therapy work of my own. So I would say through that, through close friends, through, um, yeah, just a lot of support that I, I can honestly say that's not something that I struggle with anymore. Hmm. Like, and that's a really big deal hmm. to have that feel like it's something that's always going to be there. And so, yeah, there, there's just so much hope in being able to have things like that, that exhaust you to know that in the future you honestly can get to the point where that's not, that's just not a thing hmm. anymore. And I can really be more present with everybody who's in the room because I'm not worried about what everyone's thinking about me. I'm able to tune in to what, who they are and, and what they want to say. So there's just, there's so much freedom in that. And I think that's something that so many people can relate to of just mm -hmm. feeling like they are comparing and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we've all heard comparison is a thief of joy and joy being so evident in you. And, and that shows so much of how you have grown in that. But, but I think for anyone listening that is hearing that and saying, oh yeah, I feel that now I'm in a room and I compare myself. I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder what they're mm -hmm. saying about me when they leave. I wonder if I shouldn't have said that. And yeah. then second guessing that like, that is something that you just speak so much hope into mm -hmm. that that can end and yes. that there is there's yeah. freedom from that and mm -hmm. in knowing yourself and knowing who you are yeah and it's okay yeah and it's tempting to think oh if i were like that person or i acted like that person that's what would make me feel free from this con mm. this comparison and it's not mm. it's your own healing from that mm. and the freedom comes when you're not doing that anymore that is truly beautiful and I think something so many so many of us hearing and listening to can and really just appreciate that we're not alone in those thoughts we're mm -hmm. not alone in those feelings and no matter where we are it's it's just very human yeah what is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with so in part confident <laughs> in in this but I will also say so I would say something that I've found I've been ending up helping people through or helping people with is being able to just find services and kind of fight the battle mm -hmm. in in the 
like in the school system somewhat, but just kind of in general for finding services that your kids might need if they have either extra needs or maybe mental health needs or if they have, um, you know, maybe the the child is struggling and the, the parents need a diagnosis for them. So something just, you know, through my through my own journey that I've, you know, I've had to figure out all of these things and know the numbers to call and know the different places that are good and the different types of therapies, you know, know what, you know, applied behavioral analysis is and how to use it. Mm -hmm. So all these things that for me were just an exhausting journey. I feel like I have all of that now as like a resource bucket. (laughs) And so (laughs) I feel confident helping connect people to all of that. Uh, the side that I don't feel confident on is kind of that imposter syndrome idea mm-hmm. where you have all the information and the resources, but in the humanness of it, the day-to-day of, of parenting and doing all of those, um, you know, all the things your coach's supposed to do for maybe applied behavioral analysis is just, you know, specific way of dealing with specific behaviors um, can feel like, well, but I don't do this perfectly all the time, so who am I to to help someone through this, but that's not the case. Like I have the resources. I feel I feel confident in getting them through that. And then on the other side of things, my own parenting journey is mine to walk and theirs is theirs to walk. So that's mm-hmm. where the boundary in that is. So I feel confident in helping them and helping connect them mm-hmm. to what they need. That's awesome. As in you are you are in, in multiple areas, just an advocate for Resources an advocate to to put those resources in the hands of the people that that need them for what you've experienced and and that bucket of resources that you've collected. <laughs> it is it is deep and it is full. Yes, <laughs> quite a bucket. It's a, it's one you use well and share well. Hmm. If you had ten thousand dollars and two weeks you have to spend it in, what are you doing with it? Well, I feel like. I should probably ask Tyler because he is a financial planner for. <laughs> nope, I don't want to hear Ty's opinion on this. <laughs> I want yours. You are MC go Capital out. Management. That's no. my plug. Okay, there you go. It's my One plug. plug. Yes, we'll have. Plug. No, no, we can plug Ty's business. Yes. There we go. That's my plug for no. Ty's business. <laughs> An advocate and a, a yes. advertiser for her husband. No, he no, really we, is amazing. Yes. I mean, I, you know quick side note about money before I tell you how I would blow mine um (laughs) I (laughs) no I really do appreciate what I've learned about money from him um yeah and just that him helping people invest well and be responsible with their money is a really caring way to help others because yeah money and money and emotions are very tied up together so it's kind of funny you would think like you know, I'm the counselor, emotional one, and he's like the numbers math guy, but not really. It's it's a really cool dynamic and a neat mix that our our personalities both kind of flow into each job that we do. So, I would agree with that. And yes, yeah, yeah. Ty. So for anybody who hasn't listened in, Ty was on a previous episode and is actually my financial planner as well. So yes, <laughs> I will happily plug him anytime <laughs> if you want his contact. You just reach out to me. I'll happily put you in touch. But yes. But how are you going to blow yeah. some money? Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. I'm coming back here to Tulum. <laughs> um, I am going to travel, travel, okay. travel, 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 travel. <laughs> I think it's just I would because flights are so expensive for our family because mm. now everyone's over three. So we have to pay for seats for everybody now. So I would travel with my family. So I would bring them here and have them experience this. I would go back to Ecuador and have them experience that. And um, yeah, I would travel with my my family Mm. and pay for all of those flights. So I don't know how far we'd get on $10,000. I don't know how many flights and places we'd stay, but as many as we could as a family, that's what I would do. Is there anything you wish you could say to someone you love but can't, or maybe they aren't in a place that they would receive it or hear it? Yes. Probably have to just leave that one at yes. Okay. I would, Mm. and they're not. Ready. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, which I know is hard when when Mm. that happens, and so it's something 
I'm learning to sit with and and wait on. Hmm. There's a lot of wisdom in that. (laughs) Is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from someone you love? So yes, but I'd have to sit and evaluate where is what they're saying coming from. Hmm. So there's people I love who might say something that's hard for me to hear, but it's not true about me. Hmm. And then there's people that I love who I know that they see the whole picture of who I am and would if they had something to tell me that was going to be hard for me to hear, they would already know I am a deeply sensitive person. And so they would already know the kind way to approach that. Hmm. That makes sense. And, and, and it would be, and I would know it to be true. So I've already kind of walked that of, of seeing that happen. So, Hmm fair what would you say makes you feel at peace being underwater Hmm. yeah being underwater in the ocean being underwater in a cenote (laughs) Um, even being underwater swimming laps in the pool (laughs) for a little while it was like so monotonous and Oh, <laughs> so tough. But I have started to use that time as a time to pray for people. Mm. And so now while I'm doing my laps, I just kind of, and I've, I've started to learn that about myself more and more that when I need to be in movement, but then also need quiet. And so underwater includes both of those things. It's, it's movement, but it is quiet. Yeah, I feel very peaceful in those times. Hmm. Would you say your life feels steady or uncertain right now? Steady. Hmm. Is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that maybe society or culture would tell them or you wouldn't be able to tell them or they wouldn't hear it from you as a woman? I think don't don't judge a book by its cover. Hmm. Um, which is super cliche to say that, mm-hmm. but like, or maybe don't judge a body by its tattoos <laughs> or do- <laughs> I'll stop making analogies. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes to, to men, it's, we're, we're quick to just, um, see a person and pin them as, um, oh, that's not someone I can talk to. That's not someone mm-hmm. I can interact with. That's, you know, that's this type of guy or that's that type mm-hmm. of guy without um, even giving them a chance to say who they are or mm-hmm. tell their story, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's, um, I know I get it. I know that there's, um, you know, there, there's times where you are, you do have to to be wise in who you engage with at the same time to just write everybody off just because of how they might look or what culture they come from you miss out on some really amazing people and stories so i think you're actually speaking to women in that which is awesome oh yeah i am yeah you're saying hey guys and 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 so i would say men listen up that i think you deserve to be seen and deserve to be heard mm-hmm. which speaks to who you are Sharon is saying yeah. like, I want you guys to know mm-hmm. that you are seen and heard Yeah, and that no matter what your appearance says that you mm-hmm. matter and who you are matters yeah yeah, mm. that's truly beautiful yeah that your story matters mm. mm-hmm. very much so if you were to have 10,000 people listening to you what is a bit of wisdom you would impart on them is this like a this is like a um, Price is Right scenario where like they're like Sharon come on down and give us one word of wisdom or is this like I have time to prepare a you can prepare yes absolutely how long do I have um, to speak how long do you want how long is this speaking engagement of wisdom impartation 
If they were to write down one take-home sentence from however long you spoke, Oof. what would that be? Um, it's hard because so often people don't necessarily remember what somebody said. Mm. They just remember like how someone made them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, or they remember the experience. And so... Yeah, like I feel feel like people forget quotes mm-hmm. a lot, so it's hard to pick like a a sentence. It's more I would hope that whatever I said would would communicate what I want to say. Which again, back to my <laughs> oh, I hope whatever sentence it would be would articulate like mm. how badly I am. Like okay, what do I want them to know? Like in in my heart. So I think it would be. I think it would be. Ask God who he is. Hmm. Because, yeah, I think just ask him who he is. When you say that, um, go ask God who he is, who, who is, what does that mean to you? Yeah, so what I mean by that is um, there's so many people who um, I think are ser- searching and... Um, and questioning that. I think a lot of people especially that have, uh, I mean, just, I'll say this just comes from my own experience. Like I, um, you know, <laughs> grew up in the 90s evangelical Christian church and there's a lot of um, legalism, a lot of fear, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain um in in people that grew up i think in that and and then with that a lot of shame and doubting Mm -hmm. in doubting like i don't know if i believe or a lot of shame and searching or a lot of confusion and searching and then when people um are searching you know for meaning or searching for god then then when they're asking those questions a lot of people are just kind of shoving stuff down their throat and like throwing verses at them and um you know trying to make make them believe something or or tell them something like specific and not listening and you know i i don't think the i just don't think the answer in you know trying to help people know value and and love from where I've seen it come from through my journey of of trying to know um, is, you know, I got to a point where I I was just like, man, given all the, (laughs) all that I've been through, all the pain, all the hard stuff, um, and I, you know, I don't say hard stuff lightly, like I'm not kidding, like Mm -hmm. hard, hard, Um, being like, with all this, like, you know, who are you? Like, who are you? Um, and in a lot of different ways, and it's, you know, different for everybody, you know, I've seen that, um, seen him just kind of answer and show me who he is. So I think I say that to say um, that there's so many different ways that beauty, hope, peace, and joy is seen, and that the way to ask to see that and to know that is to just ask him um and and to not worry about trying to find you know one very specific um you know uh like answer if that makes sense Hmm. to ask yeah don't be afraid to seek yeah what's there for you in Mm -hmm. life what is something you wish people knew about your culture? Oof. So I feel like I have like a Latina side. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I wish I could have more of all of that hmm. combined. Like I wish it weren't so when I'm over here it's like American culture when I'm over here it's like Latina culture and so I I just would love to see more cultural vibrancy in our community 
I would love to see just more um, empowerment to the Latina community in in our just even in our small town where we live. I just I have a passion for there to be not not so much like oh the American culture helping this other culture that's here, but a team and an empowerment of Latina culture and and watching um, the different cultures work together. So I think I what I wish people understood about like my culture, like my specific culture, is I think I I wish they understood the beauty of bringing the two cultures together mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. And you very much are a part of. You spent time living in Ecuador and time, um, you know, growing up. You were very much in a, in a mixed culture, and uh, and even now, your your work you work as a bilingual counselor. Mm-hmm. You work as an advocate in our town for those in the schools that maybe are not given the resources of simple communication, not resources Mm of inability, but just resources of communication. And and so that comes from a a place for anyone listening in. Mm -hmm. She speaks to that from a place of very, very present in two cultures that 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 would be cool to be able to allow those to be connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to feel connection, that culture isn't divided. What is something you love about your culture? So I'll kind of walk the middle ground again of of the two, but... I think because I, so I'll say this, I think because I love and have loved the um, Latino culture so much, I I kind of always wish, like, oh, I just want to just only be part of that culture, you know, so mm-hmm. warm and welcoming, community-oriented, family-oriented, um, just beautiful, and it was hard for me to appreciate you know, my um, culture, (laughs) American culture. I think one thing I would say would probably be like education and learning. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there is a value for for education and learning and, and a really growing value for doing that in a way that is a little more emotionally focused too. I think our culture is growing in that not you know not great at it (laughs) yet but um i think growing in it i think growing in understanding um more of the more of whole person education i think i'm i'm appreciating is there anything that you're not proud of about your culture yeesh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, my, might hit some uh, hot buttons on that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just leave it at, yeah. That's <laughs> it's a, probably a long That's conversation, <laughs> but yeah. I think that there, I think our, I think our, yeah, I would say I think my culture has a lot of growth to do in appreciating other cultures Hmm. and accepting other cultures and seeing other cultures and valuing other cultures and differences and so there's there's a lot of room i'll say growth because i really hope that that can happen Hmm. um and probably most of the things that i would be frustrated with could be summed up by that Hmm. do you have a favorite tattoo and why Ooh, I do have a favorite tattoo. <laughs> it's on my arm, um, and it's a triangle that's broken, and it has like a bent olive branch um, that breaks the one side of the, not very good at geometry. Triangle. Yeah, no, but like the type of triangle. Oh, Pretty oh, sure this is no. called an equilateral like, triangle <laughs> for all you math nerds out there. <laughs> like, like you just there's isosceles, a there's a cute, there and like <sighs> Okay. Anyway, it's a bent, bent olive leaf on one of the three sides of the triangle. Um and then a couple buds on the mm-hmm. olive branch and it's um breaking out of unhealthy cycles and unhealthy dynamic and the olive branch is showing growth in breaking out of unhealthy dynamics and the little buds are because it's not like I completely grew and everything's done. It's There's always room for those buds to bloom and grow. Hmm. 
And that, that's really, really beautiful. And it is a beautiful tattoo yeah. as well. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just taking a little short break for a second there. And you're sharing with me of just um, the depth of why sharing is difficult. And I don't want you to get into that. That's I want to leave that there um, just out of full respect for you. Mm-hmm. But her response after that is, if this helps somebody, I want them to hear it. Right. And and I just, I want you guys to hear something that, that Sharon was just sharing with me. And I'm going to save her paraphrasing on this <laughs> one. <laughs> that we are not defined by one individual in our life who chose to judge, um, reject, see through, invalidate, attempt to invalidate who we are and and so whoever you are and wherever you are listening to this she deeply wants you to know that you matter very very much yeah and that if there's ever anyone in your life that tells you you're not and you don't matter that you do mm-hmm. and you are and your life is worth everything yes <laughs> So I'm paraphrasing. Well said. <laughs> Thank am, you for paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing a lot of love that pours out of your heart for those that are around you, and and a yeah. deep desire that I know you have for others to not experience hurt and pain. Yeah, yeah. I would never want an answer I say to a question to make someone. Um, feel dismissed or re-traumatized or um, put down, overlooked. And sometimes, you know, a quick answer to a question um, in a high-pressure situation like a (laughs) podcast, you know, where after which I'll become so famous. (laughs) Um yeah it's I think it's just intimidating to want to communicate what I what I honestly do feel um, and what I think knowing that to quickly answer that could make someone feel like they're not understood just mm. because they're not in that place yet mm. um, and maybe you know if if I answer, um, answering saying who I know God to be or who I know Jesus to be, um, you know, I know that that can be a really painful thing for people. And that can be something that just makes somebody feel like, ah, the quick, the quick Christian answer. (laughs) Um, and I would just, yeah, obviously it brings me to tears. (laughs) If you can't tell already on the podcast from listening and hearing sniffles, I do not have a cold (laughs) or that other thing that we won't bring up. Um, It's just that this is so important to me to not ever have one of my answers make someone feel not valid or feel like, um, yeah, by me answering that, I just have a a pretty perfect answer. Um, Yeah, it's through just a long journey (laughs) a long hard journey and so I would hope that what I answer would reflect how deeply I love people reflect how deeply I care um yeah because I know it's hard it's hard there's such painful things in life um and I think this just shows we can have pain and we can have joy. Mm. You know what I mean? I can be, you know, losing my ever-loving <laughs> mind about a cenote in the beginning of this and laughing and then later in the podcast, you know, I'm just barely holding it together, people. <laughs> um, and that's okay. I think that's reflective of, of the joy I've found is that I can splash in a cenote and, and, and love life and also still be clearly, um, human. yeah, yeah, 
human. <laughs> you are, and you're not the only one to yeah to feel that. And I, I, I am. There is confidence just pouring out of you in this moment, and I don't know if you understand that. And I, I want you to. Thanks. <laughs> because the ability to say no, I want to be able to share so deeply through my what can be perceived as a flaw or a weakness this is a strength Mm -hmm. it is a strength to say i am choosing to be vulnerable and share with whoever chooses to listen to this yeah that i care Mm -hmm. and that you matter yeah and that i want you to know that i've been in hard places yeah and that this is where i found my hope Uh uh-huh and if that doesn't feel hopeful for you that that's okay right but this is simply where you found your hope and you and you know how how deeply that those those words that you 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 share that they can hurt others but they're not Mm -hmm. that's not truth for you and for your life and for where you're at and and I just so appreciate you taking the time the extra time to to answer that meaning for you um no one can question or disagree with how you have felt and found peace in your life that mm-hmm. is yours to hold just as much as you fully would honor and respect where anyone else's peace is found yeah and i think that's beautiful yeah i would never want anyone to feel judged um judgment just feels it's so painful you know and it's so um it can make somebody feel so small and mm-hmm. nobody wants to feel that way mm-hmm. you know and that's why i want to give someone so much time to let their story be heard and you know if this were a conversation (laughs) with somebody and it'd be so different than like you know the quick quits answer but um yeah I would just never want want anyone to assume judgment for anyone that would answer differently than I would answer these Mm -hmm. questions like there's zero judgment in that it's more like if I answered this differently and we were having a conversation you know you you know whoever's listening now um you know I I would be loving to hear your story like story is so important to me so yeah I think that's so beautiful too because it is you're you're hitting on something that every single one of my guests have wrapped up an interview and said it's so scary it's so scary to put a portion of my life out into Mm -hmm. the world and for someone to listen and feel as you are going to be reduced down to that moment Mm -hmm. that they heard a part of something that matters to you and the most beautiful thing is this interview this conversation Mm -hmm. it is just a taste of a part of your heart Yes. And no one will know you by listening to this, but they will simply be able to learn a little bit about you from this Mm -hmm. and hear something that maybe they can resonate with, something that they can connect with, and something that will encourage and inspire them that it's okay to not have it all together or to grow or to learn and desire more or Mm -hmm. to be present. And you also hit on the fact that we can't speak to every single individual the exact same way yes <laughs> and do it in love to mm-hmm. love somebody is to listen to who they are and what matters to them yeah and so yeah. you are are being so so gracious in letting me put you and your deeply caring and very empathetic self on a spotlight that says <laughs> hey sharon can you answer a question without knowing who you're speaking to yeah and I have just backed you into a corner. <laughs> but you're handling it so beautifully and you're loving anyone so beautifully. So I do just want to say thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks. Do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? Yeah, I feel like my purpose is like embracing. Hmm. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, a little sure. Bit for me? <laughs> That's very big. Um, <laughs> You do hug people so, well. But I yes. do. Yeah, I'm a hugger. I'm definitely a hugger. <laughs> a tight hugger. Um, which for people that's not a hugger, you know, it's like I can tell when they're like, whoa, I'm not a hugger. Um, yeah, I mean, by embrace, embracing, I mean um, to really make people feel very cared for um, and loved and seen. And so 
kind of seeing in a room who maybe feels left out, who needs to be drawn in, who needs to be seen. You know, it's, um, yeah, or, or even close friends, even family embracing either physically through a hug or embracing through eye contact or embracing through um, a wink of, hey, I see you, I get it. Mm-hmm. Embracing through a conversation, through listening. Um, yeah, so I feel like embracing. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone who needs a hug should be the one on the street yes, corner well. saying, free hugs. <laughs> free hugs. <laughs> Definitely. What are three talents you wish you had? Hmm. There's a couple talents that, you know, there's some talents that can kind of be, I don't know, it depends what you define, you know, like some <laughs> talents that can kind of be acquired. So maybe that's more of like abilities, like things like, you know, snowboarding, surfing. So I think it's like extreme sports are the the talents I wish I had. Like, I so wish I were just a really good surfer. Like, I just really want to be a surfer. <laughs> so I think that's one. I really <laughs> want to be a surfer. I really want to be a snowboarder. Um, and, yeah. So obviously, like, extreme sport type of stuff. <laughs> and then another talent I wish I had. Um... Yeah, probably some other type of like extreme sport, like trick, like trick wakeboarding or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Basically, like I want to be like in the X Games. <laughs> okay, next life for sure. Yeah, X yeah. I just started way too. It's way too late in life. You no, know, thirty-five. Oh. Be, although you know, maybe, um. maybe look for me in the next. Let's see, we're about to come up on the Winter Olympics. So. All right. Yeah. Give her 10 years. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you'll be a woman or a girl. We'll figure that one oh, out Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Will I be in the X Games as that girl, Sharon, <laughs> or that woman, snowboarder? I'll go with girl on that one. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that you have accomplished that you are proud of? Probably speaking Spanish. Hmm. I always have more to learn. I always will I always have grammar to correct new vocabulary to add it's one of those things that I feel like I will forever be acquiring more in this language but I am really really proud and grateful to to just have this language to open the world up that's cool and yeah that is definitely something that you have poured so much work into and and utilize well and, and just connection is awesome and being able to, to speak to somebody um, in their own language is, is it changes so much mm-hmm. so that's that's truly awesome and something you should be very proud of <laughs> gracias <laughs> is there anything else you want others to know about you or what matters to you I think I would say just people really matter to me Hmm. like family you know extended family immediate family friends anyone just people real people really matter to me like I really do like deeply care and value people it like makes me almost like kind of kind of like tearing up, mm. <laughs> but I think it's because they're so important, like mm. so important to me. Um, even some of the people that may, you know, may not know that, mm. like know that, um, yeah, that I really do deeply care. It's something that's so true about you. I mean, I have the absolute gift of spending time with you at home, um, <laughs> but to to enjoy as we close out the time that you get to join me here it is it is something that is just pours out of you you see people you love them so deeply 
so honestly, so genuinely, and, and there is so much value that you give someone. I, I can't leave her alone for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> without her making a friend. People think I talk to people often, but I think you actually uh, might have me beat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you like, what are you doing? I'm like, where'd you go? Where? She's over there. She made another friend. <laughs> it's something our uh, Mike and Tyler both joke often about mm-hmm. that uh, we both will be yep, there they go they'll be somewhere else yep. talking to somebody that's how it is but I think that is is something that I I am so blessed to, to experience in you and to watch how you go through life and how you see people and, and it's truly truly beautiful but so as we come to a close as we are spending our last night here um I just want to say thanks for letting me force you to over-articulate <laughs> and to grow in that. You uh, have shared very, very graciously about who you are and what matters, and I appreciate that. And as the rain is also stepping back, we're going to get ready to get some rest and take on the next day. Yeah, no, I really appreciate this. And yeah, for pushing me to do do some things and be brave from driving fast on a ATV <laughs> to the cenotes to answering deep questions and articulating <laughs> my thoughts. <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. It has. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.